Plot Mode, round 52. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxra. Joined by our friend from the north, the Canardian, Mark Carabin. Welcome back, buddy. We missed you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very, very happy to be back. Um, I don't know. Did you get into why I missed out last time at all? I just mentioned that you had a death family. Didn't go okay. into any details. All right. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't mind sharing uh, at all. Uh, yeah. Last last time. So two weeks ago, I guess my uh, grandfather unexpectedly uh, passed away. So I got that news like, what was it, 30 minutes before we were supposed oh, to re- record. So uh, I was very happy that you and Ryan could uh, take over and, and run with the uh, run with the episode. And uh, um, it was it was a hectic and, and weird holiday with Finn's first Christmas and uh, and then all the, you know, the sad stuff thrown in there as well. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm very happy to be back. It's it's be- <laughs> beginning to feel a bit more like normal now uh, instead of a, a very, very weird holiday. So, um, yeah, so it's it's good to be back. And uh, and again, thank you guys for for uh, just just running it. And, and you know, the, the support and love I got from the Secret Friends crew um was was always great over the holidays so thank you very much so uh yeah let's let's talk about some video games and we are very excited to have you back um i do have one question mark so i just really want your quick take on the book of boba fett oh mercy uh very excited um slightly disappointed that it won't be coinciding with mando season three like that seems to be what we're getting next year. It, it, it seems to be like Mando season three might be pushed back. I, I, I think anyway. Um, but I, I'm, I'm very excited. I, I think, uh, I think they can go in very cool directions with all of the series that they're putting out. Um, I'm wondering and a little worried that they're, they're going to get into uh, Skywalker saga uh, trouble again, where, you know, if you're if you're timing everything, we we said like the 60 year, 70 year time of the Skywalker saga from episode one to episode nine was, uh, you know, like yes, it's been beaten to death. Let's go 100 or 200 or 300 years in the past or 400 years in the future and look at a different part of the galaxy. Uh, and I'm kind of nervous that they're gonna get into that again with everything taking place in the timeline of the Mandalorian. And it's like, I don't know, do we need you know, to, to find out what everyone's doing and, you know, yeah. Who, who had what for breakfast in the cantina that day. Uh, but right now until they disappoint me, uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are just, you know, amazing and can do no wrong. So, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for it all. So folks, if you want more of this discussion point, co 47 has been talking about the Mandalorian, but if you want, they, they have real, been, I was supposed to be on that episode too. Absolutely. So I, I'm glad you got to say a little bit about uh, what's going on. Yeah. If you want more of this type of Star Wars talk, uh, Charlie Carden, my co-host for Secret Friends, and Mark do Holocron Chronicles, so check that out because mm-hmm. um, they are going to be going deep on Star Wars. So that is just a little sneak preview of what yes. Mark will bring to that show. Uh, and by all means, just come for Mark's introduction because that's the best. <laughs> Thank you for the plug. That I wasn't sure if that introduction was a little bit nope. leaning too geeky or what, but nope. uh, I was happy with just how like goofy movie um, 
announcer trailer guy kind of i went with it so uh you know i, I was uh, at the end of the day i was kind of like uh screw it i'm just gonna do it so uh that we're having fun with that show we're gonna do a special episode this week good and then come back with our december recap uh probably next week or the week after so uh yeah it's we're, we're having a lot of fun with it and uh like i said I, I was supposed to be on code 47 to discuss they're they're discussing mando as well a little bit where we do kind of broader star wars canon they can kind of focus down stuff on 47 so uh go check out their their chat over there um and uh and, and get the full thoughts and and then we'll go we'll go into mando kind of as an overall story uh in our episode so it's a whole lot of whole lot of star wars love on the secret friends family and uh and it's 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 fun man it's it's really great so this will be coming out uh wednesday before mm-hmm. new year's eve this episode will be a lot about our thoughts on the year that was 2020 and then we're gonna also going to talk about a little bit of news and what we've been playing so let's get into that right now though with what we've been playing because mark it's been a month since we've talked video games yeah so i'm like you're gonna talk about Fortnite, right and he's like not so much i'm like oh my god <laughs> i'm like holy cow after Fortnite had a fantastic year but yeah to your point it has been kind of like come down mm-hmm. off that cliff after master chief was uh introduced at the game awards yeah uh i mean yeah i mean obviously you know as usual i have been playing a decent amount of Fortnite, but uh yeah i don't need to get into the new season they're bringing in hunters from various uh franchises so we've had uh, it started off with Mandalorian. We've seen Kratos. We've seen Master Chief. We got uh, Michonne and uh, Daryl from Walking Dead. Uh, I really expected there to be a new one in the shop kind of rotating in, but they rotated Master Chief out and they brought Kratos back. So I think they're kind of on break for the holidays. And it's been a little like there's some free things that you can go and uh, and get and, you know, little challenges to do. And there's some snowback and airplanes that – I want to talk about cyberpunk instead of Fortnite. So I've been playing a little bit of cyberpunk. Um, not lately though. I, I played when it first came out, I got, uh, I had pre-ordered cyberpunk long ago, apparently and completely forgotten. Then it was like, Best Buy was like, Hey PS, your game's shipping. And I was like, the hell are you talking? About? Decision made. I guess I'm getting this game. <laughs> that was it. Right. So, uh, so I have the steel book edition of cyberpunk and, uh, there we go. Um, Honestly, though, I I haven't run into too many performance issues on the Xbox Series X. Uh, A couple of like there was a a floating cell phone and a couple of weird little things like all my clothes left at one point. And I was trying to look at a reflection of something. Anyway, uh, aside from that, it was fine. It it ran fine. Um, But I am kind of I've kind of put it aside and I'm waiting for some patches and just for all the BS to boil over because I don't want that to really affect how I'm playing the game and how my mindset is going into it. So if everything's negative that I'm reading and hearing and whatever, uh, I'm going to go in looking for those flaws and looking for those problems. So I've kind of put cyberpunk down. I played a couple of missions. I did enjoy them for what they were, but I think in a few months, the game's going to be better and uh, I have no problem just kind of putting it on the shelf for now. So that's that's my cyberpunk experience, short and sweet. Are you playing as a woman or male or transgender? Obviously, it's an option. The voice is uh, weird, though, because <laughs> essentially you're they don't give you like kind of a, a different option for voices. But which one are you doing? Uh, male. 
I just male. I, I can okay. yeah just went male ish uh male, male just a fa- fairly standard looking fella I guess I didn't go too crazy with any cybernetics so far um I do I, I think I gave him robot eyes though Ooh, instead good, of regular eyes point. I think I, I went uh yeah robot uh, robot eyes and the you know the the, the marking stuff on his face so it, it, it's a uh, it's all right. I did spend a decent amount of time just messing around with the creator. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 one of those things where it's like you can pick so many things, and it's like is it, there are certain does it matter? There are certain areas that you can <laughs> customize in this game for your character, and it's a first-person game. So unless you're looking down and taking your pants off or whatever is that ever going to affect anything in this game at all? And also the glitch that made my clothes disappear. I was Kendalled. So what the hell really matter? It didn't like, I I was like, why did I choose my Wang when I'm going to be Kendalled in the mirror? Uh, when my clothes vanished for a bug. So I don't know. It's, it's a weird game, man. It's, it's strange. Yeah. You have to be very careful though. If you've like, we like Ryan and I discussed, when you select certain areas, it just zooms in on your or, or zooms out on your character. Oh, yeah. Like I'm topless woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Be careful. Or I have no <laughs> pants on and I'm a dude. And it's funny because you can Kendall yourself essentially, or you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. None of that's gonna play. I mean, I that would be very weird if any of those elements came into play because that would be the most unique, <laughs> like, quest ever in a game. You know. So whatever. Yeah. Maybe. This is also. Yeah, this is also the studio that made you get high and then your horse talked to you. So I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, th- there could be a streaking mission. We don't know. You could have to cause a distraction. And the easiest way to do that is to streak through the quad. And, uh, you know, and then the dean gets all mad at Frank you. And you're, you're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, we're streaking. Um, I don't know. I Cyberpunk's a weird game, but I'm leaving it alone for a little bit. Yeah, me too. Um, I have. I don't know how far you got. Um, I'm playing it on PC. It looks great. Uh, it's up to like uh, patch 10.106 or whatever, which fixed one of the most egregious errors. Like if your save was over eight megabytes, apparently it would like right. kill your save. So I'm like, why was it? Why do we even care about the size of saves? Saves could be as big as I, they want to be. That's like the most important part of the game. Killing saves. That's like that is like the mm-hmm. if we ever wrote like a book of like commandments mark of co-op mode, which we should in the future episode, like killing your saves is like the first commandment thou shall not do. How did that get by? Because you, you have to assume that they were most likely testing this heavily on PC. Mm-hmm. You have to assume that the testers had very large save files because they're not only testing the game but they're testing every aspect of the game and playing through every mission and every nook and cranny and finding every misspelled word have you seen the night city misspelled uh sign no n-i-h-g-t city they are polish studios so maybe that's how they spell it there mark i don't know no, it's it's a it's a mistake that made it the final game yeah it's it's pretty fantastic yeah, I mean, save file sizes, things like that. I know Skyrim back in the day on PS3 had some uh, issues with save file issues that kind of borked the game on that system. So, yeah, this mm-hmm. is a PC, very PC-first developed game. 
so I'm playing on PC. I made the decision a while ago. Uh, I was able to get it, so I'm going through GOG. But um, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I've only got through basically... I'm like on the first major mission. Got past the training mission, done some things. But yeah, I'm basically calling this game like early access in 2020. <laughs> That's pretty so, much how I feel about it. So I think we can keep this game safe mm-hmm. for 2021 consideration for anything. Maybe. We'll see how big patches and how much yes. they change on it. The next-gen version, I suppose, would technically count as as that. I think so. Uh, because one one game I was considering, spoiler alert, is uh, is Shantae and the Seven Sirens for, for like, top game of the year mm-hmm. list. It wasn't my top game, but it was, sure. you know, I, I love those games. And it, uh, when I was looking up, I was like, yeah, man, th- that did come out in 2020, right? But uh, it, it was actually released first in kind of a beta stage for Apple Arcade mm. in okay. 2019, but it was only half of the game, and then the rest of it came out when it was launched for console and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, ah, I don't know if that counts. And it, it, maybe toss an honorable mention or something. I was trying to determine we'll to how, to, to the Academy, Mark, how to do that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> the but, consideration. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, I guess maybe Cyberpunk, yeah, next-gen version could be considered uh, or something. But anyway, we'll we'll kind of keep going. What, what have you been playing? Uh, so this is, we're kind of going to do some crosstalk here, uh, because yeah, play Cyberpunk, that's on hold. Uh, and I, I've had a good experience on Cyberpunk, so I don't want to be the guy that's being negative about it, but other people are handling all of the nonsense. <laughs> we don't need it. Uh, yes. but a game that I finally got around to that I was hesitant was Hades. Enough people mm-hmm. have said good things about this game that I'm like, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll dig in. And it's on the Epic Game Store, and they also are offering $10 off anything over $15. So I'm like, perfect. This is going to be a $15 game then. I'll play it. And this is a roguelike, but it's made by Supergiant, which I've loved their games because they really lean on narrative and, I would say, mechanics. Those are the two major things they do really well. Mm-hmm. And this is a roguelike, which I don't like. I, I do not like roguelike games. I've gotten burned so many times. You know, this is the one. No, it's not. This is the one. No, it's not. <laughs> kind of like card-based games. This is the one. No, yeah, it's not. No, but never. this game, I see the magic being made, despite me being horrible at it. And they let you know you're horrible at it or remind you of how many times you've been horrible at it. And that's the fun. Um, basically, mm-hmm. uh, you're um, the son of Hades. You're trying to escape Hades. And all of the gods and all of the different narrative partners primarily are trying to help you or bucking you there for giving you a little advice uh, or maybe mocking you uh, a little bit along the way. Uh, apparently, Cerberus, even he, he's your dog. But he's not exactly your biggest fan either. So it's kind of like, but he does things to mess things up. So not fun. But this is essentially... Uh, a roguelike in the coolest sense, the fact that you're expected to fail Mm -hmm. and they tell you why. And every time you come back, they add on to the narrative and how you react. You gain, uh, you don't lose anything, which is great. You don't, you don't lose your progression in regards to how you've progressed as a character in regards to your stats, things like that, which I love. Mm -hmm. And you then can take what you earned and then apply it to it and then continue forth and get better at the game. A lot of roguelikes, though, they punish you. Like, we're taking everything away, and you start from scratch. That's my thing. This is, I think, handling very well. It's a beautiful game. Plays well on Switch, plays well on PC. That's the only place it is right now. It performs well. It's really fun. The weapons you can use. So far, I love my sword. Do not like uh, the bow and arrow for some reason. I I like the bow and arrow. I I, I don't like this. I prefer the sword, but I thought the bow and arrow was neat. 
Okay, so maybe I'm not for long, but I, I just like where this is going. I'm very early on, and it's really charming. So this is going to be – you're going to hear about this game more later on as a game where we talk about games that are released, unfortunately, this year that just don't get enough love for me because I'm late to the party. But mm. that's a shame. But I really enjoyed it. And you played it too? Yeah, uh, very similar. I am late to the party, and uh, there, this game was on so many Game of the Year lists. I really plan to, like, through the holidays, just plow through as much time with this game as I could. My brother was raving about it, and, uh, you know, obviously some stuff happened that I didn't get to spend as much time with any video game, but uh, but Hades is a big kind of... Um, regret for me i suppose uh, this the, the last couple of weeks because i wanted to consider it for my game of the year list but i don't feel like i'm far enough in it to give it a full rating or whatever so um i i've been playing it i've been loving it i understand why it's on so many game of the year lists but i, I yeah spoiler alert i don't think it's it's really going to make it on mine but I, no. I i kind of understand why uh why why so many people love it and uh i can't wait to to get back in i actually just like turned on my switch for the first time in a while today so uh, i I'm, I'm feeling more video gamey uh today and and whatever so um yeah it's uh i'm i'm excited to get back in me too it's going to be the one of those games i continue to follow especially i know my son will play it mark and my son is a he gets really he loved transistor which is from Supergiant. loved that game i kind of fell off very early on that game but um i think once he gets into hades he's just going to be hard to get off the pc which becomes a problem of sharing systems so i know i've gone a certain path i may have to get an xbox series s just so i can play game pass games because my son's playing on pc i don't have a way to play them (laughs) So (laughs) unless I do like streaming, but right now it's kind of Mm -hmm. limited and I still have no way to do iOS yet. So I'm I'm very much limited. So we'll see how this goes. Absolutely. And that was something we missed last week, but we'll maybe touch on that a little bit. But, yeah, I think there's hope uh, for Game Pass uh, on non Android devices in 2021, which is going to be great. Mm -hmm. So Star Wars Squadrons, Mark. So. I was hoping to have played this game by now, but as yep. I told my tale of woe last week or last episode, the fact that Game Pass EA Play for PC is not yet on Game Pass for PC because of some delays, I have not got yet to play this game. So um, my my friend Sean Nias with Henry, they're playing it on uh, PlayStation 4 on VR actually, and they've Ooh. raved about it. So okay. what's your take on this game so far? I would be very curious to hear what it's like in VR because I was pulling off some maneuvers last night that I think would have made me throw up. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, it's the way I fly. I'm very quick. I'm in and out. I'm spinning. I'm, I'm doing a whole lot of stuff. And uh, especially if you get me in something fast, like an A-wing or a TIE fighter, I am just, just a, a bumblebee on heroin. It's uh, it's something. And, and I, I really, I was thinking about that last night after I was, because when I finished playing last night, I was so into the game that, you know, if you're like on a boat or something and it's kind of rocking back and forth and then you get on land again and you kind of still feel like you're rocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I stopped playing the game, I stood up and I kind of still felt like I was doing loop to loops in my ship. And I was like, Ooh, people play this in VR. VR. Like, is that really a thing? Like I'm just playing on a, <laughs> like a 60 inch or 55 inch screen or whatever I have. Um, yeah, that would, that, I, I don't know. I think that's uh, some puke territory right there, but, uh, anyway, it's, I'm, I'm really enjoying squadrons. Uh, 
I will say that if you're on the fence on this game, it's it's good to test it out on EA Access or Play or whatever uh, through Game Pass. But it is only the first mission. It's a very, oh, very it's, small I, it's taste. It's not 10 hours like they're normal? No, it's still, oh, no. Really? It's, it's only the first mission. Okay. That's it. You, you might be able to play some multiplayer. I'm not sure. Okay. But the story mode is like literally the first mission. It is such a tease. And uh, I was happy to get it on sale. Um, I got some Xbox money for Christmas. So this is what I bought. And uh, I'm loving it, man. It's, it's, again, one of those games that have I played it enough? I'm through a decent amount of of the campaign right now because i did get hooked on it my wife was kind of enjoying watching it and that kind of stuff but uh yeah it's 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 really really good two years running we've gotten great star wars games uh i'm impressed i'm liking it it's kind of cool when ea it's funny we're making i think we're making a a pivot with the a mm-hmm. seems like at least because it seems like they were allowed to make star wars squadrons and do, do it the way they wanted to, which was basically standalone game, smaller, no DLC yep. cost. The, but yet, even though they're giving you more stuff, which is cool, which we had, didn't think they were going to do. Yeah. And uh, and also then the uh, Jedi Last Order uh, from last year. So yeah, my game of the year last year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they go next with the license. And maybe they're going to be a little bit more open because that license is only – last so long so they're like hey we're gonna throw everything in the kitchen sink about it i mean you could do replace that bounty hunter game on ps2 (laughs) and make a new mandalorian (laughs) game because i think they need to because that game does not hold up but yeah i mean that's cool i love it and 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 quite honestly i don't know how this will work but i have oculus quest uh will that work with game pass on pc the way it's Mm. done maybe it will i don't know but that'd be great if I could play the VR in that my quest doing that because that would be awesome. That would be really cool. Yeah, let me know if that works because uh, I'll give I it a can try. tell you as a, as a Star Wars fan. Did you ever play the the X Wing versus Tie Fighter or anything like that? I up? played. God, which one was it? The uh, it was really old and had a lot of full motion, really early full motion clips, and it was right. kind of like a greatest hits of Star Wars on the PC. Had some flying missions. Had some stuff on all the different areas, but I forgot what it was called. Oh, Jedi or no, Rebel Assault was the game. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but that was really. I mean, that's like early, like '92. So right. I'm old, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Now this this definitely reminds me of like X Wing, X Wing versus Tie Fighter, that kind of stuff, where it's it is all flying. It is just 100% dogfights. And and uh, my first online match, I, it was like so intense. I I love the the dogfighting there. Um, it's it's really good and and a cool story that ties in to some some Star Wars stuff uh, that ties into the movies. I don't want to give too many spoilers uh, or anything, but um, it basically happens immediately after Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's cool. Uh, is where most of the story takes place. So the Empire is kind of scattered and there's all these factions and and you play as the Empire at certain points. So you get their point of view of like, you know, our Emperor has been killed. Uh, there's like factions and it's split all over the place. And you get this kind of feeling uh, pretty early on that it's like, you know, uh, I wish they didn't dissolve the Senate because then it, we, at least we'd have someone in charge. And right now there's like nobody there so you can kind of see how that led into some stuff that the mandalorian is dealing with it it's it's really cool if you're a star wars geek um try to get this on sale because it's 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 uh if you don't play the multiplayer it's still going to be a cool star wars story that you get to see from both sides 
Awesome. Yeah, I, I think it's been on sale and it will be on sale. And if you have Game Pass, you'll get to play this at least, uh, like you said, a demo to make sure if you like it. And I think you get a discount on EA Play if you buy the game. I think so, but they still I'm do not that. Sure it used to be it, like if you had EA yeah. Play, you get like a, a 10% discount on the game if you wanted to buy it. So yeah, I can't Game remember if it was discount, on right? sale or or sale plus uh, the discount. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I just I, I was just like, yep, buy it, want it. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah, get it if you're interested. Yeah. Um, and Charlie will probably just watch the uh, movies or cutscenes. The, the cutscenes. Yeah. Because he loves that apparently, which is funny because yeah, because I would say Star Wars video games have been my favorite part of Star Wars in the last you know five to ten years. I've loved so many Star Wars games, and that's really been my bread and butter, which is kind of mm-hmm. funny because we've had some rocky roads along the way but i've loved like you know force unleashed and i've loved uh a lot of different elements of star wars so there we go plus vader immortal and, uh, and we, so, got the new, we got the new vr game which i'm i put on my wish list because i want to try that one out because that's basis basis galaxy's edge yeah tales of galaxy's edge and it's a little bit of everything so very yeah. exciting times if you're a star wars fan very the cool. um the amount of people who were hoping um the Cal Kestis would show up in the Mandalorian. Uh, the amount of people that voted for Cal's lightsaber to be added to the lightsaber collection in galaxy's edge in Disney world and Disneyland uh, show that, yeah, man, that, that game really hit a chord with fans and uh, they're loving that character. I, it, it's only a matter of time. It has to be uh, until some people from that, especially Cal Kestis show up in some sort of show movie, something. I mean, they, they based him off of the actor that played him, there's no reason to do that unless you're planning to have a little bit of cross uh, cross save. I guess to use canon now, canon now, Mark. So it could yeah. be brought in. That's great. Uh, yeah. So yeah, check that out, guys. Um, uh, really quickly though, I just want to hit a couple of things. Sackboy Adventures. Uh, I got the game through GameFly. Gave it a try. Uh, it's not the game I want to play right now, but it is a game that I can definitely see the joy. And it's fun that this is a, once again, it's a, a launch title uh, for PS5, but it's also available on PS4. So it's a new Sony title that you can play. And this is basically uh, a Super Mario 3D World. And that's what it is. It's it's co-op. Hmm, okay. It's fun. Controls significantly better than the Little Big Planet games. So that's I think good. they've kind of hit on the formula. And it's fun. There's boss battles and things like that. But I was just kind of like, I see what they're doing, but there's other games on Gamefly I want to play, so I sent the game back. Maybe I'll check it out later. But it's definitely a game I think that's great for families. It's I think it's up to four-player co-op. So this is like the game you want to play when you want to have a bunch of you know family members. You have younger kids, older people, and it's, it's very fun. So check it out if you're interested. Uh, then, Mark, you and I have both been playing Immortals. Yeah. Wowie wow. I love it. Uh, it's the game that I I, I think of other games. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I could be playing Immortals, and then I start yeah. playing Immortals. Yeah, I, I've been I've been absolutely loving Immortals. Uh, if you're a Twitch Prime subscriber or Amazon Prime subscriber, there is a an outfit that I just unlocked. Uh, I, I, oddly enough, I got a, a, an ad, I think on Facebook or something like that. It was like, Hey, don't forget to unlock mm-hmm. this. Like, okay, cool. Yep. Um, but I am absolutely in love with this game. It is one of, I'll, I'll talk about this later. Spoiler alert. It's making it on my top five game of the year. Absolutely. List. We are concurred. Absolutely. Uh, a fantastic new franchise, uh, new IP, really exciting to see, um, some new stuff come out this year instead of, you know, sequels and, and this and that. And, um, and for a game to come out swinging with this much personality, 
right out of the gate. It's definitely not a perfect game. Like there are some flaws, a few of the puzzles. I just, I was just like, ugh. just, it's kind of a task to go mm-hmm. through, but, uh, overall this, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love, uh, immortals. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's a game where I feel like it doesn't hold your hand. I had to reduce the difficulty. We talked about oh, that earlier. Yeah. Kicks your but ass. The, but it's also a game where I feel like if you're not ready to take on a boss, which I've there's been multiple. Uh, right now I'm against the the harpy boss or whatever her oh, name yeah. is. And I had to step away because I'm like, I'm not ready for her. <laughs> but I've gone back to areas where I was getting my butt kicked. Mm-hmm. And now I'm wrecking, you know, crap. I mean, I'm just going in. Yeah. And because there's been enough ways where I've found areas to have fun, enjoy the combat, improve myself, mm-hmm. and just also enjoy the the, the banter and the extra, <laughs> the side quests and all those things. Yeah. And it's just really fun. And to your point, it's a little generic, but this is the team that made Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And you can tell they just love Greek mythology, mm-hmm. and you learn a lot about Greek mythology through the fun, through the stories, and all these things. Like, oh, I forgot about that. And the banter <laughs> is great. I thought it was going to be annoying at first, but it's actually comes in when I think you need it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I yeah, it's uh, it is like like you said, it 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 will kick your ass a hundred percent. Well, yeah. But uh, and I think I talked about this before, like I went up against Achilles and that's what caused me to oh, yeah. turn my, my, uh, difficulty down, but I had to leave that fight and go do some other stuff. And when I came back and absolutely mopped the floor with Achilles a little while later, after I had done some upgrades and, and did a few other things and got a few new moves and a few new weapons and power-ups and all that kind of stuff. And when I'm saying mop the floor with Achilles, I mean, like, dude didn't touch me. I was on fire. I was doing everything right. And it was just like, it, it was one of those moments where like in breath of the wild, when you take off and, and you, you go up against, you know, something that usually a Lionel or a Hinox or something like that, that like early on hundred percent is going to kick mm-hmm. your ass. But when you get that and you're like, you're, you're just in that zone or even if you take on a, a guardian for the first time in breath yep. of the wild, when it's, it's shooting the lasers and you're just dodging the lasers and you go in it and you, you know, fly up, you hit it with a bow, then you come out with a sword or something. Um, you get that in this game and it, it's, it's so satisfying when you do. And I found myself like cheering. I said, one of the, the, uh, <laughs> my wife made fun of me so much for this. Um, the, I believe the line that came out of my mouth was, oh, look, no, uh, oh, awesome, a unicorn, I think is, <laughs> but it, it, it came out a lot lamer than that. I'm, I'm even manning it. Oh, look, you're a unicorn! It was, it was pretty, it was pretty bad, but I got so excited, and she was like, did you just get, like, schoolgirl type excited yes. over a unicorn? I was like, yes, I did. Uh, don't shame me. Um, but I, you know, w- even those little moments of uh, like, I caught a unicorn, I caught a peg- Pegasus, added them to my, uh, my little stable kind of thing of, of horses. Um, those little moments are just, uh, they're so much fun. My wife was amazed. I was talking about a cabbage. Like, There's a area I have to find a cabbage. Where the hell's the cabbage? I found the cabbage. I love cabbage. So yeah, it, it's, it, it's just it just really is the game I needed. Unfortunately, this game is, I don't know why, it's already marked down to 30 bucks everywhere, which is mm. a shame. I really wish they had swapped out this game for Watch Dogs. 
Yes. It would have made much more sense. But this movie, this is the game from Ubisoft that everybody can play. I don't think everybody can play AC Valhalla. I don't think everybody can play Watch Dogs. So it really feels like, uh, and I know they had success with like a Far Cry game in December once, which really caught fire. I just, and people are just, just loving this game. But I just don't know if people just ran out of money to buy mm-hmm. games after black friday or whatever so um but if folks if you can find this game on sale i think it's well worth it i think this is family friendly it's fun um yeah this is great my son i'm telling him you're gonna love this game logan he loved breath of the wild this would be right in that wheelhouse and people that didn't love breath of the wild this may fix some of those things you didn't enjoy and if you like Mm -hmm. don't push it off as just a breath of wild clone because this is feels a lot of the things that I think that AC, you know, the AC games brought forward mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, those experience, the Far Cry. I think they have been building towards this. And I think it's just it, I think it's just the bad part that that this game is getting the Breath of the Wild stealing these things versus AC, uh-huh. AC like the Ubisoft games have been kind of building for us this anyway. So I hope people give it the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. And uh, it. it don't be worried about uh, where you pick it up. It plays really well on Switch. Obviously, doesn't look Absolutely. as pretty as the new consoles. Uh, if if I have a choice, uh, and and we we were lucky enough to get multiple codes for this, uh, which is awesome. But if I have a choice, I will obviously go to my Xbox Series X, and it looks amazing. I've heard Sean Capri talk about uh, he thinks this could be a Saturday morning cartoon. It reminds him of like Disney's Hercules, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. And on Series yep. X or PlayStation 5 or, or probably, you know, PC, whatever, it, it looks phenomenal. Uh, but on Switch, it is perfectly capable. It's still beautiful. It still plays really smoothly. And uh, it's a great place to play. And like you said, it's the only one of Watch Dogs, Valhalla and uh, and this game that is on Switch. And I think Ubisoft looked at uh, the, you know, like how the audience for this game could react and, and said, you know, we need to get this on switch and they put in a lot of work to make it work so well on switch. So don't skip it. If that's your, your preferred place to play. Uh, don't think that this is just a dumbed down version of it because it is on, you know, new gen consoles and stuff. Uh, the game really holds up on switch and I I've been playing it across everything. Thanks to Ubisoft, like the, the cross save and stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's great anywhere you play it. Absolutely, yeah. So highest recommendation, and we'll talk about this game at the end of the show because mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it does make a return appearance. But lastly, I don't talk a lot about multiplayer games. I'm not a multiplayer guy. I just not. I I, I don't know. I I I can converse with anybody when it comes to gaming though. I freeze up like I don't know how to speak to other people as I play games. <laughs> it's very dumb because I play with somebody next to the couch, but whatever. I tried out the Gears 5 Escape uh, multiplayer mode, which is very fun. It's just a very simple uh, three players. You are setting basically this this charge of bad gas. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> this stuff. And it's basically driving out the hive and you're trying okay. to escape and get out and survive. That's all it is. And I played it with some uh, just randoms, and I had a blast. It's very fun. I picked one of the New Day cast because that was free DLC I got back in the day, and it was just a lot of fun. Uh, you do run out of ammo, just <laughs> so you cannot just use your ammo, uh, just kill Not just running gun. Nope, and it's fun. And uh, you do upgrade and do those things. So this is just a cool mode within Gears that I think kind of got 
overlooked, uh, but it was definitely brought forward in the E3 that Gears 5 was revealed. But I, I think it's one of the fun ones. So Gears does a great job of multiplayer where it's more so PvE versus PvP, which I prefer. Kind of like mm-hmm. Fortnite does a lot of that too, uh, where you're just having fun against the environment. Uh, same with Destiny. So you don't feel like you're the one that is dying all the time. You're helping your team regardless of how little you do. And this is fun. So, Mark, this goes back to, I think we are going to have our first official, hopefully, co-op mode mode with uh, Gears 5 Hive Busters. I've got a friend, Sean, who wants to play. I've said I'm going to play. I'm going to play it on PC. I think I figured out the chat and everything there. You have Xbox Series X. He does as well. I think this will be fun. It's a three-hour campaign max, and I think this could be a blast. Yeah, it's downloaded and ready to go after we were talking about it the other day. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I, I love the Gears franchise, but have not played Escape yet. So let's let's crush it. Hive Busters is supposed and to be Hive just Busters, awesome. yeah. yeah. Yeah, apparently they've done things with, like, uh, these characters have special, like, uh, abilities and different things we haven't seen before. It's apparently it's got different areas of Gears we've never seen before. And it's sure. not like you have to get have played Gears 5 to feel like you're getting anything spoiled. So I like that as well. So, yeah. I cannot wait because I like playing with others. I love Destiny playing with others. I just haven't done a lot, so I'm excited to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Well, that is it for what we've been playing. We now get into New Flash. This is basically our stories of the last two weeks. Mark, you missed a lot with the Game Awards, but we covered that with Ryan. But uh, yeah. we did miss you and your, your hot takes on certain things. But one thing that's definitely hot, and that's a certain thing from a certain <laughs> uh, military <laughs> official who makes food. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, back to the game awards briefly. Uh, there, no, not, not too much. I want to talk about, um, you know, there, there are a few upsets, a couple of, uh, of obvious choices and stuff, but, uh, I thought the game awards were fine for, for what they were. I watched most of it, but didn't watch it live. So, um, I, I, I did kind of skip through a few things, but, uh, yeah, it's fun. But yeah, the, what you were talking about, uh, coming some, some news that's coming in hot. Finger licking good news. It's <laughs> <there's>, uh, <laughs> sorry, Jesus. had to do I, it. You, yeah, I was gonna try to make a finger licking good uh, pun there, but uh, you beat me to it. So uh, the KF console is a real thing, apparently. Um, it is a KFC bucket shaped PC. Although I am kind of disappointed that like it's a black. Like it's a black PC. I was really hoping they'd 100% lean into white it red. and do the white and red, like the stripes, and make this look 100% like a, a, a bucket of chicken. Um, but it is uh, it's a, a real working device, and not only is it a real working device, but it is a beast of a PC. Looking at these specs, but it also features the world's first chicken chamber designed specifically to keep the contents hot and ready for consumption during intense gaming sessions because nothing goes with gaming like hot, greasy chicken all over your controller. Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about this thing, but uh, like I said, it is kind of a beast. Um, it's got an Intel Nuke 9 Extreme uh, compute element, uh, buttery smooth graphics, uh vr ready supports 4k uh one terabyte ssd um the the thing's a beast and like estimates from the stuff that's inside it you you were saying like 1500 bucks 
Yeah, Spawn Wave did a little take on it, and that's probably underestimating it because obviously then you'd still need other elements to do this. But it's just kind of yeah. crazy that this is also uh, – consoles want to be cool. You're heating <laughs> things in this, and it's apparently going to use the heat of the uh, <laughs> components to heat the chicken. That's it, yeah. As it cools the components, like you, you have your cooling system normally. It, it, I mean it draws the heat away somewhere. Put your hand over an Xbox Series X – when it's on and running and you will feel a bit of heat and that's dissipating the heat away from the CPU, GPU and all the internal components. This one is dissipating that heat, but it's also taking some of the heat away and putting it in this chicken chamber, which is a, a word I say now. Uh, <laughs> and say it like it rolls off your tongue, Mark. <laughs> keeping the, the uh, chicken because there's a chamber that fits a piece of KFC chicken and, uh, I don't know. I kind of want one of these. And at the same time, I kind of want to burn out the part of my brain that knows about this. So it's I'm all over the map on this thing. How are you feeling about the KF console? KFC is like the greatest marketing company of all time that also makes chicken. I mean, I don't know if you saw the fact that there was going to be a like Hallmark movie with uh, Mario Lopez from Stay by the Bell as the colonel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was an infomercial for chicken and romance, so that's great. Um, yep. They've had so many people play the colonel now, Rob Lowe, Ray Liotta. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and the I fact that this Rob is the, that's it's, amazing. It's crazy, and this essentially is now taking the buzz on all the air fryers everybody are buying right now, including myself. That's my company's 15-year gift to me is an air fryer. So there you go. This is this is basically giving every husband or uh, gr- uh, or you know spouse or whatever to say, honey, we need this console because it's essentially an air fryer as well. This is like dual purposing your love of gaming and food together. I think this is genius. Mm-hmm. I don't know though if they're gonna only make like three of these, mm. and that's it. This is like yeah. this is it. I wonder if this is a PR stunt or can you buy this? And just imagine owning one of these, Mark. And it's like you own a piece of gaming and food, fast food history. <laughs> absolutely, would you, absolutely. Would you sell it or would you keep it? Oh, no, I'd keep that. A hundred percent keep it. Okay. At least for a little while. But and, and you know, you, you hope the value kind of goes up. Uh, I'm sure as it becomes, uh, you know, I might be tempted to sell it later on down the line. But like. Just as a conversation piece, this thing would be front and center, like maybe not even hooked up, just like sitting on my entertainment unit or somewhere in my living room where I can be like, yeah, that thing, PC, but also uh, keeps my chicken nice and warm. That's about the only way we're uh, going to get you to get a PC, Mark, anyways. This this would be – that's, that's uh, 100% true. Um, one one final thing I just want to touch on. Uh, you said they're, they're marketing geniuses, and I love – the, the, the thing I love most up until the KF console is that KFC's Twitter account follows five Spice Girls and six guys named Herb. Herb. Eleven different herbs and spices. Oh, no. Oh, no. They went there. <laughs> they went there. That is legit. That is actually what KFC follows on Twitter. So KFC, king of the trolls. And and weird little PR things. They are they are absolutely phenomenal. And the KF console, yeah, I want one. They may be only second to Arby's great tweets. Oh, I don't know, man. Walmart Gaming Canada can, uh, <laughs> can give anyone a run for the money. They oh. are fantastic. So next story is kind of our last story, and it's just something we just wanted to cover because we talk about the greatest things. 
But we don't always touch on the bottom 10 games of Metacritic this year. Oh, my goodness, Mark. Are you familiar with the Cooking Mama for Switch game that came out this year? No, I was not. Yes, this game was notorious because apparently... It was didn't get permission from the licensing of Cooking Mama, and also apparently was there was rumors. We don't know if this is true. That was essentially was going to get on consoles to basically mine bitcoins. Yes, you heard that right. So this came out, and apparently people were trying to buy physical copies because they're like, this is going to be like a collectible because oh yeah, 100%. this game is notorious. And apparently none of that came true, but it was still a horrible game. Did badly. Despite all of the opportunity for Bitcoining and uh, collectability. So wow. sorry, uh, Cooking Mama. You didn't get your comeback. Maybe Baby Center Mama will come back as well. <laughs> oh. The Cooking Mama games were so popular on the DS. And it's it's so weird to see that franchise just completely, like, not even just burn itself out, but like, go into weird conspiracy theory oh, territory. Yeah. Like that is a strange, strange story. This is 2020 Mark. This is what we yeah, get. Accurate. We, have, we, accurate. we have deserved this for a long time. I guess it's all our collective sins have come together in one year. and said, take that. So let's go through these. Number one, uh, the number one negative Metacritic for games is num- got a 29 on Metacritic, and that's Tiny Racer on Switch. It's officially the worst game. It was Ice Torch's interactive $10 Switch Racer. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the gameplay was bad. Um, and this is the quote. Tiny Racer offers nothing that you haven't seen before or does anything special that requires you to play it. It feels like a game that was created in about a week without any attention to details or specific goal in mind, aside from let's make the cars tiny. Honestly, it even failed in that regard. It's been said that Nintendo allows practically anything on the Switch eShop nowadays, and Tiny Racer has strengthened that belief for me. Remember, Mark, when everybody was saying Nintendo is, like, curating. That's why they've let the so Nintendo many games... seal of quality. Yes, they brought it back. So the number two, uh, the, the 13, or XIII remake on Xbox One. Uh, this was a remake of a 2003 first-person shooter uh, which was also based on a Belgian graphic novel series. Shout out to Belgium. Uh, this <laughs> Caravan's actually Belgian. That's a Belgian last name. So uh, actual shout out to Belgium, but not to Belgium this game. or Caravan. Uh, uh, is it? Any, do I have to add a, a different pronunciation mark? That'd be the French side. So like like Caravan, kind of you know, that, with a cigar better. in my mouth and a beret. With a little yeah, little uh, like little long stem cigarettes or whatever you call this. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there, uh, where was I? Anyway, they're saying this game is uh, is buggy, changes the original's gameplay and look. Fans weren't happy. The publisher issued a formal apology, which is never a good thing. This one got a 32 on Metacritic. I like that it says it's held together with sticky tape and paper clips. <laughs> um, David great. Coveney actually did the voiceover in this game, too. Yeah, I remember when this like first the original first came out. Like it was, it was cool when it came. It was out. cool. It was yeah. yeah. It was, uh, but th- this one apparently changed way too much and uh, was completely out of touch with the with what made the original one cool. So, uh, lol. Number three got a thirty-three on Metacritic. This is Donna Fear on PS4. Not sure if it came to anybody else. It's modeled after nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties era Resident Evil games. Uh, Brock in the sights. 
I think it's, it's broken three. sights. Yeah, it's got a three in it. This is you should never have Leet Speed in your game developer's name. No. It's bad, bad, bad juju. Uh, mm. It's it's broken sights. Survival horror game was plagued by technical issues and a generic design. Uh, apparently, this was supposed to be a Resident Evil 2 remake originally when they planned it, and apparently be, they didn't know this game was ever being made by Capcom, but it did. <laughs> Dawn of Fear tries to bring back the nostalgia of classic survival horror, but fails in almost every way. The poor controls lead to the most of its problems, and lack of necessary mechanics creates problems that shouldn't exist in this day and age from the simplest of games. Unnecessary – oh, lack of necessary mechanics – that was that was like giving you unnecessary mechanics, like taking a poop. <laughs> nope, <laughs> it's lack of necessary mechanics. That so might add that some wrong. personality to this game. It doesn't sound like it has much. Well, you know, do what you do. Yep. Ah, uh, number four, Mark. Fast and Furious Crossroads. Uh, after seeing this at the Game Awards, I think everyone was shocked that this game wasn't Game of the Year uh, contenders. Uh, a rich. Jeez. Originally meant to be released alongside the ninth Fast and Furious movie, which was instead postponed to 2021, this arcade-style racing game from Codemasters, Slightly Mad Studios, received, received unanimously negative reviews thanks to poor controls and a lap, lack of depth and polish. How can you do a racing game with poor controls? I don't know. A uh, little quote here from CD Action. I can't believe the studio behind Project Cars and Need for Speed Shift developed such an atrocity. Uh, I guess this is what happens when you're assigned a laughably tight budget and have to spend half of it on voice acting by movie stars, and the publisher wants the game to imitate a AAA title. Fast and Furious Crossroads got a 34 on Metacritic. Mark, one thing that happened in the Game Awards, we saw that Vin Diesel is back in video games making Arc 2 for Xbox. Do we really need more Vin Diesel in games? Yes, we always need more Vin Diesel in wow. everything. I will fight you on that one. Uh, but no, I, you know what? Vin Diesel has had some hit and miss video games. I mean, he started Tygon Studio to exactly. do uh, the you know, Pitch Black um, series and, and get into that kind of stuff. And and. Those games were good uh, back on uh, original Xbox 360, whatever. Yeah, the um, remake was on 360, which was supposed yeah, to be great. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so, I mean, you know, the, the, the guy loves video games. He wants to be in video games. Ark looks way cooler than this garbage fire. Uh, so I think this one should be just be put in the garage and uh, let him have his fun. Yeah, the best Fast and Furious game on consoles, I believe, was the DLC that went to uh, Forza Horizon 3. So play that instead. Probably, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, There we go. Yeah. Uh, so number five, Arc of Alchemist on Switch got a 36 on Metacritic. Idea Factory's action RPG left critics uninspi- unimpressed by its dated-looking graphics and inspired story. We got discovered, which is Charlie's favorite news, <laughs> fake news story place. Like, apparently they play games, too. Thanks to the choppy frame rate, horrible combat, and forgettable characters and story, Arc of Alchemist fails to, lead, to elicit Anything more than a shrug and a sigh, unless you're a hardcore idea factory and compile heart fan, stay away, far away from this one. Uh, I don't know this game, but yeah, the name just. No yeah. Yep. I think Switch um, has about many games because oh, I don't know. Man, they- the, the, yeah, Switch needs some curation for sure. We've been saying that for a long time, and it's just more and more evident every single week. Like I said, I, I powered on my Switch for the first time in a couple of weeks and looked through some of the eShop stuff, and it was just like, what 
are these games like what is this garbage like it's just there's, there's so much and it's hard to sift through like on game pass you can you can kind of look through and you can be like okay well you know this game has a really dumb name but i can try it because it's game pass and it doesn't cost me anything extra on switch it's like why is this game that looks like absolute trash 25 dollars um i'm never ever going to try that ever it's it's just it's it's not a good I don't know. They need to figure I, some stuff out. I used to try the demos out on Switch because I'm like, oh, what's the demos? I'll try those out. Yeah. There's just too yeah, many now. 100%. It's just yeah. it's overwhelming. And it's like, yeah, I remember when Bobby Pulse, you know, Bobby, please get back healthy soon. But yep. Bobby's like, yeah, Switch is going to do this whole, uh, you know, curation. Only the best will get through. And I don't know what changed. They essentially said they gave up. Yeah. Anything goes on the, the, the eShop, and there you go. So, folks, if you need questions about what the best games are, we can help you out with that. Don't buy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy blindly, please. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, number six, we got Remothered Broken Porcelain. What? I don't even want to. <laughs> Is it a toilet game, Mark? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you you broke the toilet and your remother is mad i don't even really want to what does it read mean to be anything remothered? more about that i don't even know what this means i have no idea and this is part of the problem is i could read this paragraph but i kind of want people to decide what remother is uh no i will i will <laughs> um <laughs> i just i don't even like i don't even know like broken and buggy remothered broken porcelain is marred with poor design decisions a nigh incomprehensible plot and a lot of poor taste uh in its current state it's barely playable and it's really not worth the effort that is from pc invasion (sighs) this is one of those games that sounds so terrible that i kind of want to see what it's about now um but also and like okay so they mentioned poor taste there like what (laughs) what what is is this like is this like i don't know i (laughs) I don't know. Mark, I'm not going to go the, there. Let's move on. I think on. the title, the title gets you to that poor taste. Just, just start it's imagining what remothered mothered. means and just walk away. It's not called stepmothered. No, broken porcelain. So that could, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just move on, Todd. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> it's like that uh, TLC. I actually, I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't want to do this. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, it's a family. This is a family podcast. Whoa! I oh, I remember this game. Oh my goodness! I'm like, this looks promising. Number seven, Tamarin on PS4, got a forty. Hailing from yeah. Chameleon Games, home to a number of former Rare developers, this cutesy at first glance platform adventure failed to recapture the magic of the latter studio. Oh, and it's not as cute as it looks. The titular monkey spends the game destroying enemy bugs with heavy weaponry, among other acts of unexpectedly bloody violence. So it's not exactly for kids. And this is from Gaming Age. On some level, I guess Tamarin is sort of amazing in that I can't think of when I last played a game that was this much of an outright disaster in every level. <laughs> played plenty of terrible games recently, but at least in those cases, you could see what you were going for, and you could imagine what good version of those games might look like. In Tamarin, the game is an absolute fiasco at a conceptual level. That doesn't mean you should play it, of course, but the game gets points for effort, if absolutely nothing else. I had hope for this game. I did too! It was not only rare developers; it was people that did um, Jeff Force Gemini, 
and the the bugs even like looked like they were taken straight from Jet Force Gemini. It did. And uh, uh, what a train wreck! Forty on Metacritic. Uh, let's let's move on to, to number eight. Um, Street Power Soccer. This is another one I know you were really excited for. Mm, yeah. Uh, LOL. Uh, priced like a FIFA Street title, but lacking the accompanying polish and depth, this Street Soccer title, published by Maximum Games, certainly won't change your mind if you find soccer boring. Uh, from Sixth Axis, the Sixth Axis, sorry. I uh, went into Street Power Football hoping for an enjoyable take on a sport and was genuinely astonished with how bad the whole package is this would be unforgivable were it a budget or yeah we're oh shoot i just pressed something uh we're at a budget title but to then have the temerity to stick yes. a full retail price on uh on this just takes the biscuit i've racked my brains but i couldn't find anything positive to say about <laughs> this title even my kids who are not fussy when it comes to multiplayer gaming only managed about 10 minutes before turning it off Perhaps the best thing to come from playing this abomination of a game is that it encouraged me to dig out my GameCube and Sega, Sega Soccer Slam to try to cleanse my palate. Wow. I love, like, just the saltiness in some of these <laughs> reviews. Like, I kind of, like, we keep getting sent, like, really good games, like, whether it's Shantae or, like, oh, yeah. Ubisoft games or something. Like, please someone send me a terrible freaking game so I can... <laughs> yes. I just really want to rip something apart. This sounds like so much fun, but also kind of mean, so... Let's find know. out what Maximum Games is doing next, Mark. We need to find their uh, their, their, their their publicity manager, and we're good to go. Uh, I love the fact that this is very British because it says biscuit, which means cookie. Yeah. Uh, do they say biscuits or cookies in Canada? Cookies. My father-in-law is British, so biscuit right. can mean a cookie or something you put gravy on, and I'm not putting gravy on a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, no. If you come at me with an Oreo and gravy, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. <laughs> exactly. And Don't gravy. Wreck my Oreos. And according to most Italians, gravy can mean a tomato sauce, which is just racks my brain too. Oh That's well. Weird. Moving on. Uh, this is not a food podcast. Uh, number <laughs> nine, Gleam Light on Switch. Um, okay, I'm seeing. It looks like kind of like a cutout with like uh, you know colored glass, which is kind of cool. The Switch side scroller may look decent on the surface, which I. Kind of did. It kind of looks pretty, but it only really gets the hollow part of the Hollow Knight Ooh, formula down. There's very little content, and what's there isn't exactly fun or coherent. This is from Switch Player. Hollow Knight, this is not. With a flawed control system, dreadful music, and painfully unfair platforming, this is a game you will want to end as quickly as possible. Thankfully, it is over in about an hour. It got a 42, folks. Yep. Maybe that should be a good thing. It was over quickly? That's a positive? Er, doesn't make me want to drop some money down for it for sure Ooh, uh, so rounding out the list we have uh 42 on metacritic the elder scrolls blades on switch this was originally an ios game and yes, was, was like touted as uh like a, a showcase at an yes. apple keynote event so it's it's so terrible to um to see this really, really fall that far down. Uh, sometimes games don't translate well to handheld devices, even when designed from scratch for smaller screens. This is the case with Bethesda's latest entry in its 26-year-old fantasy action RPG franchise, Blades, 
which was deemed boring and tedious by reviewers. Yeah, it never caught me on iOS, and, no. and dumbing it down to Switch was just like, eh, what do you guys, why? Uh, the Elder Scrolls Blades is a bland and repetitive grind, a free-to-play mobile game, all dressed up like a proper Elder Scrolls title, but lacking any of the adventure, exploration, wit, or charm of a mainline entry in the franchise. That is from Nintendo Life. And uh, when this came out, I think I even said on this show that I was really excited to see some developers take some mobile games. And I thought that might be how they tackle going to next generation with the other consoles and like what is Switch going to get. And, and, and at the same time, you know, we were seeing some of these type of games coming on on mobile platforms and that might be easier to put on a tablet like the Switch. Uh, so it sucks that that. that these kind of games are just like no more more shovelware than shovel knight so uh very disappointing but uh those are some some terrible games of the year yeah don't don't buy these folks don't play them we've got better games Mm. for you and we're gonna tell you that and it's funny because yeah uh bethesda has a better mobile game you can play and that is fallout shelter and it's on switch so play that instead it's a great translation on switch Absolutely. So that is it for the news, folks. We gave you the worst. Now we're going to give you the best. Well, now we move from the news to the bonus round. This is very exciting because we always look forward to kind of how the year ended and kind of what surprises we had. So this we're calling eventually. I I, I don't know, Mark, are we going to officially name our awards? I give it something, but that could be connotated badly. I called it the goaties. I'm not sure we had the couchies. Couchies. Let's go with the couches. Yeah. 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 The couches. A co op couch. The goaties could go badly if you look up other things on the internet. So, one misspelled the. Let's go with the couches. First, biggest news story. And this is kind of like, it doesn't have to be one story, but it could be a story of the year. And 2020 was obviously new. So, Mark, you called out uh, something that I'm surprised actually happened this year. Yeah, that, and that's kind of why I called it out. Uh, is the biggest news story was the console launches. Uh, we saw two brand new consoles launch um, very recently, and kind of up until they were really released or pre-ordered, what a month before you could buy them, kind of thing. Uh, this this was up in the air. A lot of people were saying, you know, were there going to be supply chain issues? Were there, you know, obviously we didn't get the games, and that was kind of a disappointment of the year. Um, but for the consoles to launch, to still have an okay supply, uh, I know that, you know, they're obviously still very constrained. Um, but that was a, a good way, in my opinion, to, to still end the year, uh, like it was a regular year. We still got console launches. Launches were different. There was no lining up. There was no, uh, none of that buzz, but a lot of it was was happening online instead and, and still is happening online. So I thought the biggest news story uh, were the console launches, but but more on just uh, more more to just uh, launching consoles. I mean, we saw big swings from both Xbox and Sony. Uh, Sony was a little bit more reserved. Xbox was out there buying up new studios, really hitting hard, going at it from from weird places uh whether it was you know announcing what their console looked like or announcing features or announcing again like i said just crazy acquisitions um microsoft really went into this console launch uh swinging and swinging for the fences but also in a very very 
different way than just saying simply we have the most powerful console, which which they they do and they have said that, but they're also saying like, but we don't care if you play it on that. We also have this cheap, lower powered console. We also you can play on your phone or your tablet or a freaking refrigerator. Um, it's it's wild the approach that they're going with the with this. And as as similar as these two consoles and game makers are. Uh, they're very much approaching it from different angles and with different technology and PlayStation is innovating with controllers and sound and, and this and that. And Xbox isn't really doing that as much because they're, they're kind of taking a more PC like approach with this. Whereas, you know, uh, you can get it on their box. You can get it on, like I said, your phone, your tablet, this, that, whatever. So it's a, it's a very interesting launch and I can't wait to see what 2020 brings to it. But that was my, my favorite kind of news story to follow through this year was, was the, the console launch story as it evolved. You're absolutely right. I mean, I think about this and Xbox started, you know, they, they entered 2020 with announcing at the game awards this is the big daddy. This is common, guys. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, we didn't really expect that from Xbox. They never did that. The previous generation, they kind of st- stuck to the original mores of uh, E3. You launch it, uh, you announce mm-hmm. it at E3, and you, la- you, know, you launch it three months later. They kind of took a page from PlayStation the previous year where PlayStation had their big launch event for PS4 in the, like, I think January or February, Xbox got in front of that. And they said, this is going to be our year to kind of control the message. And they did a really good job. They had a couple of, you know, stumbles along the way, but they've really fulfilled their dream. And even when the Series S was kind of just, like, leaked, they just Mm -hmm. said, you know what, we're not going to bring out our 45-minute video with people, which was a good thing. I saw that video. I'm not sure if you ever did, Mark. Horrible video. I actually preferred the way they did it, which is like, oops, here it is, folks. Our Twitter team is on it. The system mm-hmm. is coming. And it was yeah. great. Yeah. And I, I love how even after they were like, yeah, we P.S., this was behind Phil uh, in that video. <laughs> like yeah. we we showed you this uh, a while ago. Like it was it was a it was a fun rollout and they, they did the best with what they had. Yeah, and we even got an Xbox fridge, and we even got an Xbox <laughs> Jenga, apparently, that's being shipped. Yeah, yeah, so you some, some you Jenga floating yeah. around, that's cool. It's the most powerful Jenga we've ever gotten before. Oh my god, One of my it favorites. all of the Jengas. Uh, is the Jenga past. a board game? Would you still call that a board game? Yes, absolutely. Tabletop game. game. Either way, it's one of my all-time favorites. I love Jenga, so it's super cool to see... Uh, when I see special editions of Django, like the uh, the the Donkey Mario. Kong one, yep, Donkey uh, Kong you know, great. That, yep, that's super great. fun, super fun. So seeing that float around on Twitter, it's like, oh, that's awesome. I, I kind of want uh, an Xbox Jenga. Yeah, and PlayStation did the weirdest things. They did the wired articles. We didn't see the box until E3. You know, as oh, yeah. Spill, whatever you call it. And they went forward, and you know, it's funny you say two consoles. We essentially got four consoles. We got a Series S, Series X. Uh, we got the booty version of the cons- a PS5. We got the non-booty version, which no disc. We've never had five consoles. Four? four? No, five. We got the Game and Watch. Oh no! Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, we also apparently got the Atari VHS that just launched too. Oh Out right, yeah. Yes, right. Uh, people are getting that console even though they never knew they ordered it. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, life happened. Like, what is it? Jurassic Park. Life will find a way. Yes. Yes, there we go. So, yeah, it all happened. And quite honestly, people can complain, but these systems are doing very well. 
they're they're performing well. There's no like things bl- exploding and things like that. I mean, we've had some some hiccups along the way, but you know, I think everybody's got them at least that can get them is pretty happy with them. And I would say that I've got at least the, the PS5. You got the Series X. Um, I may get a Series S down the way because I need to because my son's not letting me play Xbox games on the PC. Oh well, we'll see where that goes. So yeah, I think this has been a cool year. The fact that we actually made this happen in the era of COVID is just crazy. And that actually mm-hmm. leads into mine. Uh, stories basically how resilient video games were in 2020 and it's amazing how video games kind of kept us sane and they were the one industry of entertainment that flourished beyond streaming say um because if you think about it we had some like games that were supposed to come out this year that didn't we had some games that we didn't think were going to come out this year uh like the last of us 2 that said indefinitely delayed and then all of a sudden june there. It was kind of crazy. It was there. Um, we got games that just we got lucky that they launched how they did, which was Animal Crossing. Uh, that worked really well for Nintendo because it kind of carried them through in a year where they Japan struggles with how to exist in this type of environment for game development. Yeah. They don't do this. They have to be together in certain instances. Plus, especially Nintendo. Big. Yeah, they're so secretive. They don't want anything to be lost or, 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 or found. So that game carried them through in a way that we did not expect because Animal Crossing, as now we think it's the biggest thing in the world, it's never been the biggest thing in the world. And that's the interesting part, um, which has been a very fun time. We had Resident Evil 3 that they just basically said, we're shipping this damn game. In Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, we're just shipping these games. Even mm-hmm. before they can be available on retail, they're available on digital. And that that allowed and, and that's why digital is just taking off like we never saw before. Nintendo, people can't go to the store always and buy the game. So this is really a change that we weren't expecting. And it's been fun. Um, we've got, you know, I really did not expect Sony to be able to launch all of their games this year yeah. and do well without many bugs. Right. I mean, I did not expect Ghost of Tsushima to be a one of the most solid games of the year because Massive of surprise. how did Plus, it also launched surprise DLC with Legends that nobody even talked about until it came out two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Animal Crossing got consistent updates. And just um, we keep on seeing the numbers and how they sold and how well they did. And just this has been the best year in the year that should be the decline, right? Xbox should be dying because they're launching a new ones and they sold out. And I go to my stores. I still don't see uh, Xbox Ones or PS4s on the shelf. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been surprising. So with that resilient video games, yeah, we had some bad news, but the fact that we still got a, a Assassin's Creed game, we got big games like Call of Duty, we got, I mean, all the big franchises, we got new franchises with PlayStation, um, we got, you know, just the culmination of uh, progress going forward on Xbox uh, Game Pass. It's been phenomenal. So I... Yeah. As bad as 2021 for everybody else, but video games, man, oh, man, we thrived, and I'm thankful. Absolutely. Uh, and it's a good time to bring in a couple of things from Twitter. So uh, on our, our at co underscore op mode underscore pod uh, on Twitter, uh, we asked, you know, what are your, fi- your, your categories that we're going to be going through? So Adam Leonard um, from Megadads. Go give them a listen. They're delightful. Uh, I love that joke. It is, it is not for the mega kids, though. Uh, <laughs> not not, uh, not tell your mega dad. But a great, yeah, great, great show. Um, so 
Yeah, his uh, his very similar to yours. The the biggest news story is COVID completely changing the entire industry. And I think you you touched on most points of of how it changed. But yeah, that is it's it's interesting to see how so many industries changed and adapted to COVID. Uh, and video games was one that was able to bring so many people together, but also you know very much changed the industry. Changed, I, I think moved digital adoption up probably five years would you kind of agree with that timeline time scale now i think they're at least 50 percent yeah um edward varnell at that retro code uh top news switch number one for two years which was uh that, that that was also quite an achievement and and especially coming in with new consoles and new more powerful hardware and kind of admittedly a slow year. I think if it wasn't for the pandemic, like you said, Animal Crossing would have sold like an Animal Crossing game does, but I don't think Nintendo had a lineup this year that that lent itself to having another record year until we were all locked in our house exactly when Animal Crossing was coming out and it was a great way to get together, host a talk show, uh, grow massive numbers on Twitch. Whatever, uh, uh, yeah. Just progress voting for Joe Biden. <laughs> right? vote I mean, it was like, it was, it was the game yeah. that needed to be there at that time and helped Nintendo switch continuous success. Like Edward said for, uh, for two years, it's, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, in Brian Osterman in the Secret Friends group basically said it's the biggest news story. No one can get a next gen console, which is I, I feel so bad because bad I got a lot of them. You know, I'm like the worst one because I'm like I got a lot of them and I got them to people, and that was the good thing. Uh, that was me being console claws. I yeah. wanted to help people get consoles because I knew how difficult it was, and I if I would have gotten more, I would have gotten more. And get, I would have gladly taken them out of the scalpers and the bots because that was another story. The bots are the are, are just a plague, and apparently no one wants to do anything about them because it's not a big thing until you know it's only for a short period of time, and eventually supply will get back. So the big yeah. story is don't buy from scalpers on eBay. Yeah, I'm still trying to find a PlayStation 5 for my brother. I mean, he's looking as well, but uh, over the holidays, uh, we were together, and he looked at my phone. He's like, why do you have 29 Twitter notifications? And it's just like, because I was, because I've so many, like, Game Deals Canada and, like, you know, a few other places. That, mobile like, News, Warrior tell, 64. Yeah, right? Tell stock. people when stock's coming back. So I was like, that's that's your freaking fault. This is this is your fault. You. Is my phone is like this. this I'm 100% blaming you. And he was like, oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> it's like, well, it hasn't worked yet, well. but uh, I'm trying. I'm really trying to get that uh, that guy at PlayStation Five. So uh, hopefully, hopefully soon. But uh, yeah, this it is a. If you didn't get on that instant pre-order when they first went up and get lucky like we did, um, it has been really, really trying. Yeah, it's been weird. And just I go to Cheap Ass Gamer as well. They are good about that as well on their Twitter. Um, yeah, so just stay focused. If you need suggestions, let us know. We will help you find a place to, to get these. If I end up getting some more just out of the blue, I will try to help out people as much as I can. But I don't want to send them to California because it costs like 80 bucks to ship a console. So not good for anybody yeah. to pay that yeah. much money. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, any other uh, things from the socials, Mark? I know I put that out there. I don't think sure so. I, don't I think, uh, yeah, I, I do apologize if we miss someone, but I'll, I'll keep going back to Twitter if you want to keep going back to Facebook. Uh, but let's move on to Surprise Game. Yes, this is going to be fun. So, Mark, uh, I also like the game you liked. And I loved yours, too. So uh, some some good picks. So what did we choose for these? I went with uh, Super Mario Brothers 35. Never saw Nintendo doing um, this kind of game. I mean, we, Tetris 99 was a big enough surprise. Uh, taking Super Mario Brothers and turning it into a battle royale of sorts huge surprise for me and i love this uh, I, I love the original super mario brothers i loved uh 35 i thought it was a fun way to uh, to celebrate i have fallen off of it so it brings back to when it when it first launched we were like you know why is this only going to what is it march 31st or whatever you know because in the summer it's apparently I mean, mario's funeral yeah like everything right. like because you when you have an anniversary mark after you have that fabulous anniversary you you just die which is just exactly. so silly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I am scared that now that I've fallen off this game, I'm going to get this hankering in the summer to be like, oh, I could really use some Mario 35, and then it's going to be gone. So, and it's uh, $35. It's, it's going to suck. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm dumb enough to spend it uh, because, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm just dumb enough to do that. Uh, but yours was also a delightful surprise, and uh, so happy that I picked this one up. And uh, tell us about it. Yeah, and and I don't know if I started something. I don't want to claim to be like the the guy that was like the calling out this game earlier. I remember when I called out this game, like this looks fantastic. This looks yep. like the medieval game I always wanted, the 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 Maximo game I always wanted in a modern sense that actually plays modern. Luke Lore loved this. A bunch of other people really loved it and called it out. And Pumpkin Jack, uh, made by a one man studio in France. I would love to have this developer on. I would love to. Maybe that's a goal for 2021. Have this guy on to say, how'd you do this? And how did yeah. you get the excitement behind it? And and how did you capture the love? And this is game. This is going to be talked about later on. But I really enjoyed this game, but I did not play it enough. And it's on my pile of shame, as we'll talk about that. But this is a game I just not expect to know about and just loved. And it captured the Halloween spirit. And I played it during Halloween, which that mark, as you know, I've talked about this. If you're going to launch a Halloween game. Don't launch it on Halloween. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Gaming sin. It goes Gaming back sins. to the Ten Commandments. Gaming yeah, sins. That's yes. you, you got to write these down. I do. Um, yeah, absolutely. This is uh, that was that was such a fun game, and and yeah, you, you kind of nailed it. So I won't touch too much more on that. Okay. Uh, we had, uh, should we have some other surprises in the uh, the interwebs? Absolutely. Uh, Edward Vernell got uh, Hades on Switch as a surprise. Yeah, I I have to agree with Edward uh, where. Um, I had high expectations for that game, but maybe not so much game of the year nods and, and just consideration. It, it, the, that studio has a great pedigree, but like that good. Uh, yeah. I, I see what he's saying. Yeah. It's amazing that uh, I have always felt like uh, a lot of Nintendo fans, they have always missed out because it's like, if it's not on my console, I will not acknowledge the game existence. Which is just sad. But now that the Switch is just basically open for everybody, mm-hmm. people are now finally experiencing the world, wonderful world of indies and other titles, which is great. So I love that they can do that more. And then that's that's great that that uh, console loves it. Uh, Brian Osterman also says Sky Rogue. And I had to look this game up because I didn't see it. It basically looks like a very cool, almost, uh, almost like a – it says it's a swooshy roguelike 
action flight simulator. Kind of looks like Star Fox. It has a better like skins on it, and it mm. looks very fun. I don't know if this would be a game that would be on iOS as well, but it's only eight dollars on Steam, so maybe it's available okay. elsewhere. But it looks really cool. So Sky Rogue, check it out. Very cool. Uh, going from surprises to disappointments, Todd, what was your biggest gaming disappointment this year? Man, I have two, which is just sad because the one should be a no-brainer. Avengers by Crystal Dynamics. They mm-hmm. made the greatest new Tomb Raider. I love that franchise. And I'm like, this is a uh, basically a franchise you can't do anything wrong with. And unfortunately, they made Avengers into a loot game. And while the campaign was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. I just couldn't find the fun anywhere else in this game. I just have not been able to get back into it. They've had some DLC that's come out with Kate Bishop. I just don't know if that will be enough to bring people back. They already said they have not been able to make their back their development money. And I just kind of wish this had been more of like Ultimate Avenger, uh, Ultimate Alliance 3 rather than a Destiny game. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a big one for me. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I, I Love the story. Uh, I played half of the Kate Bishop campaign and just haven't really gone back to it yet. But uh, yeah, definitely a, a disappointment, especially seeing how great Spider-Man was and how well received it was. And it didn't need looter shooter type mechanics to no. be fantastic. And I don't think I think this game was lesser because of that. And uh, if they just focused on great story, it, it could have been something amazing. I think it would have been on another portion of this list. Yeah, especially, you know, with Mark, you showing me everything in Fortnite. I'm not a Fortnite player and everything you've seen from the Marvel side there. And I'm like, they actually look like the characters I know. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's much fun. And there's so much care and and love, and especially what they brought in Galactus. So I'm like, we got robots and we got droids and we got maybe a couple of villains. And we got so much more in Fortnite it's kind of crazy I'm not sure if marvel's like are they like not on the same page like you don't do this stuff when we got avengers guys and it's yeah. doing, it's like oh yeah weird. we we uh that was one thing i missed before we did get uh, a new marvel pack in avengers and they announced it in a really really cool way um so the pack is captain marvel taskmaster and black panther uh so we got the the announcement of that was everyone kind of walking up to a panther statue and the part of the soundtrack from Black Panther and then Black Panther walked out and everyone's doing the uh, the Wakanda salute. Uh, the Wakanda salute was free to unlock in the game. And that uh, triple pack of uh, of skins or characters um, cost real, real money, not V-Bucks, uh, which was kind of weird. But uh, that's uh, something they've been doing. So I've been rocking the Captain uh, Captain Marvel and Black Panther skins for the last few matches I've played. Yeah, but they, to your point, they, they look fantastic. And I'm almost scared to see what some characters might look at because, like, it's hard to mess up Captain They America. can touch anything. I thought they yeah. really messed him up in the Avengers game. But uh, in, in Fortnite, he looks great. So um, my my biggest isn't really a game per se, but it's it's the fact that I'm not playing Halo right now and that that game was delayed probably at least a year. And we won't hear about it for a while. And uh, that that was just a big disappointment for me. But uh, anyway, that's I'll, I'll leave that at that. Chalk it up to COVID and and weird looking um, enemies. 
yeah, we'll have more talk about Halo in uh, future episodes, folks. So, because I have a few thoughts. But uh, with uh, Adam uh, Leonard, he also said Iron Man VR. Apparently, that's really the platform holding it back. And maybe, mm. hopefully, eventually, with the PS5 upgrade, that uh, that version will improve. But I think uh, PSVR is long in the tooth and needs to probably be retired and get a new version out there. And uh, Edward Varnell said uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. And I heard mm. really the same thing. Like, that game just fumbled everything along the way, which is just sad because that's a GameCube classic in a way, was, I guess. It was, yeah, it was fun on GameCube. I remember playing that. It was very... Difficult to play because you needed, you know, up to four Game four Boy GBAs. Advances and, and hooked <laughs> it. It was, it was yeah. it's a convoluted mess to try to play. But when you actually got to play it, it was kind of fun. So um, so there was that. But, yeah, that's uh, I, I understand those ones. And you have one more on your list that I don't fully agree with, but I, I know exactly why it's on there. Yeah, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I really wanted to always get back into um, Mario 64 because it's a game I've tried to play, and I just feel like, yes, it's a classic for its time, mm-hmm. but I think trying to play it now, the level design, the controls, the camera, uh, it's more, if I want to keep playing it, it's because I'm not enjoying myself and I just want to do it versus enjoying myself. Uh, I feel like these are just ports that are up versus actually being improved and giving people that are not of the time a better experience. It's a modern experience. I've had better experience with other games throughout time than mm-hmm. these versions. Although I would say Galaxy, I think, holds up the best. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't think Sunshine was improved, even though that's a game I loved on GameCube. But I will not go back and try it again because I feel like I'm sure I'm a worse gamer now. But <laughs> yeah, I just feel like in a in an era of people really giving um, love to classic franchises and giving them updates and remakes and things like that remasters i feel like nintendo just said we can just port these and people will buy them regardless and we can not and even though this is mario's 35th birthday they put the no love into any type of retrospective or feedback or or developer Mm -hmm. uh insight and i kind of feel like this is part of nintendo if you just let them do nothing They'll do nothing and charge you a lot for it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, to me, it was a disappointment. I've got it. I haven't touched it more than once, and I have no interest in touching it again. So it's a big it's a big uh, it's it's another reason why I rarely touch my switch this year, unfortunately. Right. Um, I understand all of those points. And there's we've talked about it before, so I won't get too much into it. But, you know, there's um, preservation or remastering and and uh, i i still think they charge too much for this but uh I'm, i am happy to play those games as as they were pretty much originally um and but i do also wish there was a an option like the um you know we've we've seen remakes do this uh, in the past where there's an option to turn off or turn on the new graphics and all that kind of stuff so uh definitely frustrating but uh, did not make my disappointment list um Another slightly disappointing thing. What games did you add to your pile of shame? Oh, yes. This is fun. I mean, uh, it becomes a scenario where these and I think people took it the wrong way. Pile of Shame is not a game that's bad. This is a game that I want to play, but it just has not. It just continues to build on games I'm going to put off. Mm-hmm. But I want to get back to. So uh, Adam, right. unfortunately, took it the wrong Adam, way. Uh, moving <laughs> out, he said that game yeah. sucks turds, but that's not. No, not quite. So that, that might go on his biggest disappointment uh, yeah. pile. But uh, um, 
What else do we get? Uh, cyberpunk scalpers from Edward. So that that was again someone. To, you know what? What was the most shameful thing that happened this year? Not exactly what we were uh, aiming for. So maybe pile of shame needs to be um, refined, refined or something. Backlog of shame. Backlog I suppose. of shame. Maybe I that's, think so. uh, that's a probably, better, better yeah, version I think of what better. we were at, uh, looking for. Um, my my list is very simple for this, and I, I could definitely expand this because I, I have a bad backlog but uh the the one that stood out the most for me that i didn't even touch uh, and is available in, in, on so many platforms uh ukulele in the impossible lair i love the first game it had it, you know it's problems or whatever but uh i've heard so much good stuff about this i've i've went i've gone to play it so many times and i just never did so that is my biggest pile of shame this year but you have a few on yours so let's uh, yeah and i would say your game as well mark i mean that game is available everywhere for free i think on every system that i own because it's on epic game store and all these things but that game is supposed to be awesome yeah goes on my pile of shame because i only play a little bit and i want to play more um Mm -hmm. so i'm putting ac valhalla i have i finally mark got to england I'm going oh, to England wow. now. Oh, mercy. I know. Okay. I know. Like 10 hours in, I finally get the title screen. I want to play more of that game. I, I got it for Christmas for my wife, even though I had it from Gamefly. So I'm going to continue with that. Cyberpunk. I said, that's an early access now. It'll be played in 2021. <laughs> Half-Life Alex. Having a bad shoulder and finally getting had surgery on it in VR, you need to be able to use your arms in VR. So that's something that got my pal of shame because I played a little bit and I had to step away and I've got a new gaming PC. So I've got all the, I've got no excuses not to now because I've had the surgery. I'm hopefully getting stronger, which then goes to Vader immortal. I love that game. It is so much fun, Mark. I just, that's my only wish. I wish series X supported VR. So you could play this damn game because yeah. I think you would love it. So, um, yeah, but I know Oculus I Plus two for like 300 bucks. I think that's in your 2021 mark because there's nothing else coming so. out 2021. Uh, and if a Switch Pro comes out, put that off to get <laughs> for you. Uh, but yeah, and then Streets of Rage 4. That game is so cool, so mm. awesome. Looks so it looks so good, and I loved it. And it just once again, I'll get back to that game. It's on Game Pass, so yeah, yeah. These are not games that we didn't like, but this is games that just continue to grow as we move on to other games. So we don't want to forget these. And these are the yeah. games I'll play in early, hopefully early 2021. Cause I don't think there's any big games really that are going to pull me away from, uh, these hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And unfortunately everybody misunderstood what you meant for the pile of shame. So we'll get back to that next year and we'll rename this title basically to backlog of shame. Yeah. Uh, one I want to add for both of us, uh, that I've downloaded on my series X, I'm going to start it. I, I, I actually almost started this the other night and then I just said, no, I'm going to bed. Um, Hellblade. Yes. Yes. Mark, We've we been said talking we about starting that one game. So that Once is we get the uh, release date for Hellblade two. I thought we backlog said. of shame. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so that gives do, us a little uh, more time. Okay. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Cause yes. I did almost start it and I was like, I can't remember when we said we were going to start it, but I really, I, for some reason I, I downloaded it and I, I wanted to, to jump in. Um, so that's, that's on both of our lists. Uh, yeah. Right there. Yeah. So this is the bread and butter mark. This is the final this is part. This is the top five. And also honorable mentions. So honorable mentions are games we loved, but they didn't make our top five. So I have more than you, but I'm I, I probably cheated. That's okay. Uh, but <laughs> let's go through uh, what we had from our listeners. Uh, so uh, Adam said he's going to cover his in Megadeth, so that's perfectly yeah. fine. Listen to Mag- uh, Aaron or uh, Adam, as we talked about. Uh, but Edward Varnell, number one, Paper Mario, number mm-hmm. two, Our Warriors, uh, Age of 
uh, Calamity, which Calamity. is surprising. That just came out. Uh, Murder by Numbers, which is supposed to be a fun, like, uh, pick cross type game with a robot on Switch. Uh, Ghost of Shima, number four, and Ori 2, number five. Uh, yeah, good list, Ed. Good list and some Great list. To, to get. Yeah. Um, you know what? I My wife and I have both been having a ton of fun with Hyrule Warriors. I 100% understand why that made your list, uh, especially up, up close to number two. It, it slows down like crazy when there's a ton going on, especially playing two-player split screen. Um, but it is just big, dumb fun if you're looking for an action movie of a, a video game that also ties in and tells some backstory about 100 years before Breath of the Wild. Like, this game just hits it. If you're expecting another Breath of the Wild, though, just don't. Like, go in expecting a Michael Bay movie, and you're not going to be disappointed. Like, it yeah, is just. You cannot climb everywhere, unfortunately. Big, no, yes. it is just big, dumb murder. 500 things on a screen and then move on like it, that is the game but it also fleshes out some stuff i love it but it's not for everyone that is a game i would definitely play on switch pro 2 or whatever we're calling it because yeah. that game needs more horsepower but yeah i played the demo 100 yeah yeah we actually got it on gamefly and my son's like uh, i like do you want to play it and he said yeah i want to play it and he never did so he's waiting for another game oh well and then lastly brian osterman uh gives us his top five epic legends wow i mean I was not into the game, but I know it was a, he has a huge following, apparently with 2020 updates. Man Eater, number two. I loved that game. I thought it was fun. Uh, very much like Sharknado on your console. <laughs> and three, Katamari Damacy Reroll. Was that on Switch? Hmm. Yes, it was. Okay, then Star Wars Squadrons, number four. There you go. And then Cyberpunk 2077, when it's not crashing. Yeah, so there you go. Um, glad to hear from everybody. Right. This is awesome. Thank you for your comments. Very cool. And uh, yeah. we would love to hear more from you in the future. But let's get to ours, Mark. So we got our top five. So let's do this with us. Do you want to do honorable mentions first, or do you want to go from uh, five down? Oh, let's do honorable mentions first. Okay. So honorable mentions, Mark. You've got one, which is... I don't know if it's a game or a system, as you talked about. That's Yeah, that's kind of why it's an honorable mention, because I wasn't sure where to put it. But I, I really enjoyed the Super Mario Game & Watch. Uh, I thought it was a great little collector's package, a uh, great excuse to burn through the original Super Mario Brothers again with no save points or anything, uh, which was really fun. And uh, and it, it's just like I said, just a nice little collection with uh, some Easter eggs and, and just uh, a cool collectible to have. Um, I am also going to throw on um, because I was, I was going back. So I have two there as number five. So right now I'm going to make a quick decision and uh, and I'm going to put Fortnite in an honorable mentions position because they've done some really cool things this year. And even though the game didn't come out this year, uh, like you mentioned earlier, they did a great Marvel crossover season. This season has Mandalorian and a bunch of other people from a bunch of other platforms. So you can uh, effectively have, uh, you know, Captain Marvel on a team with Master Chief, on a team with Kratos, on a team with a giant banana, and it all makes sense and it's all fun. And Fortnite has just, kept going above and beyond the massive galactus battle um it's it's just uh they just keep keep going for it and they keep swinging they keep uh just raising the bar so uh honorable mention goes out to fortnite man i and and i live vicariously through you for fortnite and it's amazing uh friend of ours luke lore 
never played Fortnite before, finally got in because of all yeah. of the cool like yeah. content, and that's great. And I always said, hey, Luke, you got questions? Talk to Mark. He's yeah, he in, jumped so. in on a game uh, awesome. the other day, and I was playing um, – I was playing with a full squad and he ended up just jumping in and basically just saying hi and then Aww. taking off. Um, and I was, I was very disappointed that I couldn't play with Luke. So I'll have to get on with him sometime very soon and, uh, and, and have a few matches. Absolutely. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So I, I can't wait. I don't know what can come to Fortnite next, Mark. I really don't know. I, I better just, be Samus. That's going to be like uh, SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants and it's going to be like, uh, Night Rider. I don't know. Well, we'll 100%. See. Yeah, for me, which I had to pick a game that came out last year, but I finally got a copy of when a lot of people actually finally got a copy of, and that's Ring Fit Adventure. And I love that game. It's the game that brought me back to Switch. It was a cool – they made exercising awesome, and now that my shoulder is healed, I'm going to get back to the game. But I loved it. Logan and I were both doing it, and I thought, I'll tell you, that has been awesome uh, to mm-hmm. just have something that makes working out – challenging entertaining and that's what requires a lot of people that stay engaged so uh, i want to get back to that so that's something in my 2021 that i will definitely do should be on my pile of shame but i'm definitely doing it so i will not be denied uh along with that crash 4 oh my god this game came out this year i did not expect to like it because i did not play i i remember the crash games did horribly with them there i was nostalgic and i played the crash collection and i didn't like it but the Crash 4 game, it's a modern platformer that is very fun and engaging and entertaining, and the levels are awesome. So um, I just love that game, I, and I beat it, and I didn't think I was going to because I'm like, this is a really challenging game. It's like the the uh, the Dark Souls of platformers in a way. Mm. So just, yeah. just absolutely love that game. Uh, definitely enjoyed that so much. Awesome. So now we get into, um, well. Top fives. I did have one more game, but I'm going to hold off on that one because, you know, <laughs> I, I can't reveal everything now. So right, we're going to okay. get into our top five. So we'll start with five. And the whole point of this, though, is if we get any games that intersect, that will be our co-op mode game of the year, a collaborative uh, effort. Right. So I think we I know what it's going to be, but let's go through this. So number sure. mar- number five, Mark, you've got one game, but I'm very yeah. jealous I never played. Uh, sh- yeah, I, I mentioned it earlier, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Um, I ended up, I, I am counting this as a 2020 game, although part of it was out in 2019, but, uh, for, for 2020, I love this series. Uh, I loved this game and, uh, and you can play it in a ton of places. So go play it. Shantae and the seven sirens. Um, that is my number five pick. I cannot wait to play it. And the problem with the Shantae's games, I can't remember which one game is which. It's like, is that the new one? I don't know. I want to play them, though, so yeah. I got to figure out what it is. There are yeah, a I will ton of them. Play. You can't go wrong starting at any single point because it's, yes, the characters and stories do kind of continue, but they're they're all their own little, you know, um, it, little story uh self-contained story kind of thing and um this is, so this is animated it's, it's versus more 8-bit or 16 yeah yeah this is yeah. like a hand-drawn animation style that they've been using for the last few so it's 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 a gorgeous looking game plays so well and it's a, just a great fun metroidvania style game and i i have a soft spot for this series and those types of games so that is my number five perfect pick uh for me uh this is a hard one because uh, number five would have been ori excluding the fact that when I played this game, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, 
it is one of the best platformers I've ever played. It is a fantastic story. It is touching. It is excellent. This is really platforming at its best. But when I played this game on Xbox One S, this game had technical issues that just got in the way of the game, unfortunately. I wait, I played it too early. I think, Mark, if you play this game now on the Series X, you're going to see like the best-looking game ever <laughs> in 6K, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, that's another one on my backlog of shame, I think, because the oh, first game was I so great, and I haven't touched it. This is the game you need it. to play. This is the game you need to really – it's just awesome. I loved it. Didn't love the last story, after, especially after playing this game. Trying to go back, it's really hard because they did so many good things to really improve the playability and the uh, – but, yeah, I, I had issues with frame rates where you'd get chugs – it would impact my gameplay. You had glitches all over the place. So I wanted to love this game more, but it just at the time I played it, it got in the way. But it's awesome now, and everybody should play this game. But it's also tied with Astro's Playroom, which is a short game. It's four hours long. It's a pack-in. It comes with my PlayStation 5 just to be a demo of what the DualSense can do. And this game does so much more than this. This game is one of – it's one of the be- – like I talk about the Mario 3D All-Star Collection being an anniversary – this game is 100% better in actually embracing what makes PlayStation its history awesome. Mm. And it just it just shows Nintendo you can do better, and I love that. And that's what's great about competition. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo, do better at this stuff because people want this stuff type of stuff. I want to collect the crappy uh, multi-tap <laughs> for the PlayStation 2. And the, and the platforming is awesome. The music is awesome. And Astro is totally adorable, and all the way they incorporate the history of PlayStation is fantastic. And I want to go back and platinum this game because there's so much more to do. So that is my number five. It's a tie, and I cheated, Mark. (laughs) That is perfectly acceptable. I'll I'll let you get away with that. Uh, So moving on, my number four, again, talking about how to do – I guess we're going to just keep on making fun of uh, the 3D All-Stars collection. But uh, how to do a remake right, Tony Hawk 1 and 2. I absolutely love this. Brought me right back to when these games first released and sitting there for hours and playing with my brother. Uh, and he was way better and still is. <laughs> but I still love this game. And the, the soundtrack just hits. Uh, they've added to the soundtrack and all of the new songs work. This is exactly how to do a remake or remaster the right way. I loved it. Still love it. I was playing it over the holidays. Um, Tony Hawk 1 and 2. I'll play that game when they bring back Spider-Man and Darth Maul's DLC content. Yes, I was kind of disappointed <laughs> that they didn't, but uh, still still really, really Ooh, cool. I could never get past the first level, but it was still so good and so much fun. Oh, my God. Such a classic. Awesome to hear. That's awesome. Uh, number four, Immortals, Phoenix Rising. Uh, we talked about this game. I have nothing else to say except yep. I'm not done with this game. And maybe if I was complete with this game, it would move further up on my list, but I can't because I'm done with it. I'm probably halfway through, and I love this game, and I'm going to play more of it. And it's the game I just – it came late in the year, unfortunately. I wish this game had come earlier because I had a lot of gaps where I would have loved to play more of this game. But Immortals Mm -hmm. is the game I've been waiting for. Uh, It is – yes, it has uh, uh, inspired by Breath of the Wild, but also Assassin's Creed, Far Cry – and it just has a sense of humor that I just did not expect to get. So Immortals is my number four. Awesome. Uh, my number three is, you just mentioned it, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That is, uh, I love this franchise. I love what they've done with this one. Uh, I thought the 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 Vikings were were an interesting choice to play as because you weren't 
quite an assassin when uh you know when you you jump into this game you're a badass viking and uh and i i i love the the setting like you say you go from norway to england and and you can still see some of the the ruins of the roman empire in the in england and uh i love how the the story just kind of played out and it was you can make it your story with with male female or uh let the animus choose ivor um yeah i i just i i loved the direction that they took uh this series in with this game and and it uh, continued to impress especially on new hardware i can't wait to play more i'm enjoying it uh it's this is probably gonna be the first assassin's creed game i actually beat which is just uh okay. that tells me how much i enjoy it and i'm like i just can't wait to see where this goes so yeah awesome nice. pick mark and yeah we we have been blessed this year actually uh you know ubisoft canada Thank you yeah, so much thank for supporting you. us. We love your games, and and we don't want to give reviews that are just like, uh, I guess, without merit. But you have shown us some great content, so thank you. We want to support you, and we want to obviously, hopefully, you'll support us as well. Absolutely. Uh, for me, Last of Us Two. Um, I did my one and only roundtable. On Cult Mode. Uh, and it was a great time to do this, especially in like 2020 when it's a hard year. This is a hard game. And I needed people to talk through this game with me. And we had a great uh, roundtable. And I really mm-hmm. thank them for all being on that and being part of the show. Um, this is a masterpiece, but it is not a game I enjoyed playing, if that's the best way to put it. This yep. is kind of like a important movie that is hard to watch. This yep. is not fun. And that's the hard part. You say games should be fun, but not everything in media is meant to be fun. It can be uh, a challenge. And this is one of those moments where I felt like media actually challenged me to get through it, which, you know, you don't have to be good at reading a bookmark. You don't have to be good at watching a TV show. But this game made you actually have to move forward and make the decision versus the person you're watching on screen or the person you're reading in your book. So I like what it did. I thought it really pushed you forward. And I think it took the idea of your actions have consequences. And this game is all about dealing with your consequences mm-hmm. and understanding. Can you understand where the other side is coming from? And that's what this game taught us. Um, and so uh, I wouldn't recommend this to people that are not up for that challenge, but if you are interested, it's definitely worth it. But once again, I didn't have fun, and I don't want to revisit this game, but right. I could not replace my experience with this game. And uh, that's that's yeah, kind of what I was talking about before with uh, you know at the start of the show with you know the the game awards having some stuff that was. <sighs> I don't know, a little, almost, I don't want to say predictable, but a little like they just kind of like that was the choice that they had to do to make them a legit award show kind of thing. Cause you know, how often um, is a, a feel good kind of fun movie going to win, you know, Oscar kind of thing. It's, it's usually those movies that are hard to watch, but mm-hmm. mean something and that kind of thing. And uh, for me this year, video games were, I, I needed a bright spot, you know, and it was it was all about fun. So my my video game time got reduced uh, with the baby, and then 2020 just in general was just a kick. And uh, so for me, a lot of these games, you're you're seeing 
uh, I, whether it's uh, fun and light with Shantae, uh, Tony Hawk bringing me back to my childhood, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, not quite fun and light, but definitely a release of uh, going out and just being a badass Viking. Yeah. And uh, that kind of leads into, again, keeping on going with this. My second game, uh, you already mentioned it for your fourth, it's Immortals Phoenix Rising. And this was <laughs> such a fun and unexpected game. We talked about it. I'm not going to add too, too much more. Um, but just, again, such a fun, unexpected new IP. Um, I did not we we got these codes pretty close together with assassin's creed and and uh, immortals phoenix rising and if back in whatever september or you know back in the summer you said hey which game do you think you're going to spend more time with or enjoy spending time with uh assassin's creed or immortals um for me me personally an assassin's creed fan since the beginning to say no if i have the choice i'm playing immortals that is massive to me so i i had to put immortals uh one step above that is my number two game uh i really hope they keep going with this franchise i want more of this uh, dlc sequel whatever it is bring it on thank you ubisoft this was a great game this year and uh, and so much fun you came for the gods, you came, you, but you stayed for the chickens, Mark, right? That's exactly it. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that Ubisoft is behind this game, any other studio, I worry that they would abandon this, but I think Ubisoft will stick with this, and that makes me mm. very happy. Yeah. Uh, so number two for me, Miles Morales, or Spider-Man Miles Morales, whatever you want to call it, um, and wherever you want to play this. This game came out on PS5 and also PS4. Um, I love the first Spider-Man uh, on PS4, and I thought, oh, it couldn't get any better. <laughs> I love Spider-Verse and didn't expect I'd see a better take on Miles Morales than I saw in that movie. This movie, this uh, sorry, this game as I played it touched my heart. It did. It did. It really did. Uh, I just I, I, I felt for Miles. I ex- was excited for Miles. And I loved being Miles and everything he went through in this game with mm-hmm. his family and the world he lives in and the way he brought New York to, to, to life in Christmas in a time when people can't be in New York in Christmas and everything going around and the way they brought that world up together. Plus also just representing him as a as a, a character who is uh, both black and Latino and bringing those worlds together and how he lives and just embracing that, but also the music is phenomenal and just brought it that to life. It felt like Spider Spider Verse and felt so much different than Peter Parker Spider Man. And the way this told the story and kept it tight and just really added on to the mechanics of being Spider Man, but also being Miles with his abilities. Wow! If you even if you have a, a PS4 base PS4, play this game. PS4 Pro, even better. PS5, the best. But any way you do this game, play it. It is phenomenal. It is one of the best games that I experienced. It's short, but it does not stay as welcome. 
But you can go back and like I'm going to have to and pick up the extra things, get the extra costumes. And some of the costumes are awesome. I mean, you almost look like Daft Punk at the end of the game because you got like <laughs> digital readouts and headphones. And, I like, saw that. How did you? It's awesome. and, and Logan loved this game. He didn't play PS4 Spider-Man. He, he said I dropped it. He came back and he completed this game and got all the costumes. So um, wow. I, I just cannot say much about the uh, so much about this. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Spider-Man three or two. Sorry, two. But man, Miles hopefully gets his own standalone game because he deserves it. I love this game. Awesome. Um, yeah, this is this is another one I guess on that backlog of shame that uh, I, I'm not sure if my brother picks up a PlayStation Five, I might try to play it there, and that's kind of why I've been holding off. But mm-hmm. eventually, I'm just gonna have to get it for my PlayStation Four and uh, and just suck it up. So, yeah. Number one, Mark. Woo, it's been a long journey, but now we are here. Already, uh, mine is. I, I thought about this for a while, and it was uh, definitely not the best technical game that I played. It's not the best game that I played this year, but uh, I mentioned it earlier on in the show and said it was the game that the world needed at the time it was released. And I think, as far as like what the the game that represented my take on 2020. And uh, and and just how this year kind of went uh, was Animal Crossing. And um, I, I, I questioned where to put this in my list. At some points it was on number five and, and it ended up at number one. But I it, it's a really weird one for me, but I'm putting it at number one just because of just what it did at the time it was released was, uh, you know, I, I haven't really gone back and played it. I, I haven't played the, the Christmas uh, DLC or any of that kind of stuff. I've been moving on to other games that are a little lower on this list that we've mentioned already. But, uh, but I thought animal crossing um, was, was very, very important this year. So that's, that's why it's my number one. Absolutely. That game. I have so many friends that are not video gamers that have really dug in. I really yeah. thought my son was going to get me into this game and I thought he was going to stick with this game. It just didn't. And, and, and I've, I've said, I, I really wish Nintendo rethought their focus on, you need your own switch to have your mm-hmm. own Island because Logan already built, built up his Island and I visited it and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I kind of feel like I'm just a vagrant on your land at this point. So yeah. I, I really wish they rethought that. Cause I think that would be, we talk about, you know, making gaming accessible, asking mm-hmm. a family to have multiple switches so you can play multiple islands is the only <laughs> real issue I have this game, but in the yeah, there's a ton of issues that they could have done better with this game, whether it's uh, connection issues, visiting other people's islands, uh, what, or, you know, voice chat, just not being a thing or any easy way to, to do that. Um, but one thing that put this on the top of my list was seeing a cousin of mine who's, I'll say, casual video game mm-hmm. player at best. Um, this was her big thing, and she couldn't find a Switch for the longest time. They've still been sold out. And uh, she got one for Christmas and got Animal Crossing, and it was that excitement level of, I've been searching for this for so long, I can't wait to play it. Um, you know, like, and 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 not someone that, would strike me or anyone else as someone who's desperately been wanting to play animal crossing for months and couldn't uh just just seeing that level of excitement i think kind of brought it back 
to like what this game means for not just big video game fans, but like just the casual audience as well. So, um, yeah, that's that I think kind of pushed it up my list, uh, thinking about that kind of impact as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a life yeah. simulator when your life kind of sucks and having mm-hmm. something where you can just, just own your own place and make it your own and, and share it with others is awesome. And, yeah. and it's really, it's great. And the fact that Sims is still not on switch, crazy you because that would bring people there too awesome well my number one is uh, a new ip on a studio i never thought that would make this game sucker punch studio made a made fly cooper then they made uh infamous which is one of my favorite games on playstation 3 then made a basically assassin's creed japan this is what this game is um they owe a lot to assassin's creed but they actually made me like an Assassin's Creed game that was an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, I think the way they did it, though, was they took that idea and they said, we're going to make this a cinematic game. And they, they, they really clued in with having a cinematic mode that is essentially Japanese cinema. And they called it out black and white and the way they do the wipes and the way they finish everything that they incorporate. And it's so cinematic and it is just something I just loved. The person that actually got me to continue on this game was my son. Logan loved this game. He loves, he's a Japanophile. He's loves anime and he loved this game. I heard from people that are from Japan. They couldn't believe an American studio did this game because they're yeah. like, actually were, uh, respectful. They understood the 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 um the culture and the way they made it. I loved the main storyline. I loved the side quests. I loved finding fox uh, dens and petting the foxes. I loved finding people that needed stupid things to to make them happy. I loved the fact that I could climb up a mountain that was full of snow and I almost died to get a flaming sword. That I did not expect in this game. And I love the fact that this developer then added a basically a multiplayer game uh, called Legends that was inspired by the Yokai Demons that allowed people to go on a co-op basically strike like Destiny and take this on. And they didn't charge you and they didn't even say this is something they, they told you about when they launched this game. So I just – this game just made my heart full. The mm-hmm. story was excellent. And it was unexpected. And I love that, that we got this year. And this game was never delayed. And it wasn't bad. The load times were fast. And it's going to be even better on PS5. That's fun. So thank you, Sucker Excellent. Punch. That's an excellent game. Uh, Mark, 2020 <laughs> gave us so much love. Yep. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you, developers. Thank you, studios. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been an awesome year. Mm-hmm. And we... I guess we have our our couchy award. Uh, we we have one game across yes. both of our lists. That means it is our co-op mode game of the year. Todd, what is that game? Mortals Phoenix Rising. Thank you, Absolutely. Ubisoft. Ubisoft Canada, thank you for providing the code so we could, you know, just get to at least try this game. And and thankfully we didn't you know, poop on this game, but we loved it. Yeah. I, I want to say like that. Us getting a review code for this game uh, did not influence my love of this game whatsoever. I've gotten review codes in the past that I'm like, swing and a miss, bud. Like, just nope. Um, But with this one, 
yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about just how special it is, and I'm super happy that it's our our uh, co-op mode game of the year. And hopefully, people are listening to us and actually give this game a try because it really deserves it. So absolutely, um, yeah, yeah, we're not bought and sold. We 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 have gotten a couple of codes from other developers this year that we weren't like that ecstatic about. So I'm glad this one actually turned out really well, and I can't t- wait to play more. And there's DLC coming for this game, and I love what they're doing with it, and it's going to keep people engaged, and it's going to make this game even better down the road. But Mark, I do want to call out one game that I think anyone could try and play, especially in 2020. In, in a way, I think it was. Was the game that brought most people together in my life and that is jackbox mm. it is the game i played with friends and family as we got together on zoom calls where we felt awkward and uncomfortable and playing those stupid trivia games and robot rap battles oh my goodness and one night you me charlie and alex will do a zoom jackbox game i, like I it. am committing to it now and we will do it sounds fun to me but Merck, in the meantime, how can people find us? Well, you can follow us on Twitter at co underscore op mode underscore pod or at Tioxtra or find me at the underscore Canardian. You can leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that on iTunes or any other uh, podcast service. Make sure to take a screenshot and tag us on Twitter or wherever uh, so we know because I can't read American reviews, Todd can't read Canadian reviews, and we can't read reviews from any other country than the ones we're in. So uh, always very much appreciated, though. Helps us uh, be found and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we also have T-shirts. You can find the shop at TeePublic. There's uh, shirts for a ton of stuff, all of our different shows and all that uh, fun stuff. So, And it's not only shirts. You can get it on stickers and mouse pads and whatever else you want. So a ton of stuff over on TeePublic. And, uh, of course, we're part of the uh, the Secret Friends Unite network. So there's other, uh, other shows like Holocron Chronicles, Code 47, all separate feeds now. Uh, it's, it's a whole bunch of fun stuff on the, the Secret Friends family. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully, folks, you've enjoyed that. We've grown a lot this year, and we will have more guests, more friends, and more family on in 2021. If you want to be part of the show, let us know. But with that, Mark, thank you again. I always appreciate your friendship and your Canadianness. So thank you again for a good 2020. You're, you're welcome, eh? Um, but yeah, no, th- thanks for, for another great year of co-op mode. I love, uh, I love doing this and love, uh, helping expand the secret friends family with, uh, with Holocron now and, and, uh, keep going that way. So uh, the 2021 is going to be bigger and better. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome, but thanks everyone for listening and being along for the ride. Excellent. And remember folks, it's always better to game together. Out drinking with my boys late night. Come home to my lady past midnight. She waiting up, she throwing me shade. We having words, this is what she said. She said I'm out too late. She pushed me away, there ain't nothing in the world that I can say. So I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. She got me on the couch tonight. I did wrong, but I meant to do right. Now I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. Working late, making paper, hitting deadlines. Coming home, I was crawling into bedtime. I pulled a sheet, she telling me no. I asked her why, but I already knew. I'm on the couch tonight. She got me on the couch tonight. She in bed all tucked in tight, but I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. I'm sleeping on the couch. We make dinner like.
like lovers do. I pour her wine and I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. She got me on the couch tonight. Don't seem to fair this time. Sleeping on the couch tonight. She got me on the couch. I wake her up with roses on the pane. Tell her all the sweet thoughts in my head. She roll her eyes and I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. She got me on the couch. I buy a Prada, say I love her mama. She says I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. She got me on the couch, I say hello and I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. Sleeping on the couch tonight. She got me on the. Girl, we all make mistakes, it's true. Tell me what I gotta do to get back in the bed with you. What did I? Almost every day. True. I caught you cheating on me yesterday. You did. You even cheated on me on my couch. Yes. And that's why your ass is in the doghouse. I ain't mad about you working late. Good. But you got 10 credit cards in my name. You max them out, now my credit's bad. Right. And what you take out, life insurance on me. We broke up five years ago. And I got married to another guy. And He's sick of you crashing here. And you really gotta stop coming over here. What? I guess I'm sleeping in my car tonight. You can't pack in a driveway, but you can come on, you gotta go. Let's go. You don't have to stand there and watch me leave. No, I don't have to, but I'm gonna. 